Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The No Chill Podcast is brought to you by Life Recovery Water, offering up three tasty thirst-quenching blends guaranteed to refuel your body while satisfying your palate. The three flavors, watermelon, pineapple, and coconut, rehydrate the body with necessary electrolytes such as potassium, magnesium, phosphorus, and calcium. These electrolyte properties are vital to any athlete or sports enthusiast after a tough workout, a tough training session, or a tough night out in the town. Replenishing the body with an all-natural product is the best way to recover. Life recovery water. Get some today. On this episode of the No Chill Podcast, it's a two-parter as we go all the way back with Agent Zero to where he discovered basketball as a Valley kid, and he rose through the ranks in L.A., taking on the best players, making a name for himself with his unique skill set. And Gil tells us the story of how he ended up at Arizona as a player who didn't think he'd even play as a freshman, who not only became a starter, but also an NBA prospect. Be sure to subscribe to the No Chill Podcast so you can get part two in every episode as soon as they drop. I remember going to the park because my dad was a he was a basketball coach, but that wasn't my sport. And Did then, he play when he was high yeah, school, young Yeah, yeah. So he played dual sports. He was basketball. I was football track. And one day I'm at the park, you know, just messing around. And one of my friends was like, yo, we're having tryouts. So I was like, all right, cool. Let me come on to the tryouts. So <laughs> Sixth grade? So, now this is, like, this is like fourth, fifth. You know, I was about 10, 11. And then what they did was they put everybody in the line. We had to say our positions. Yeah, I don't so I just copied what he said. He's like, point guard, point guard. <laughs> and, then, and then we went through the tryouts. You know, I no was, idea what a point yeah, guard No, did. didn't no idea. I didn't, you know, I couldn't dribble. You know, I was just athletic. You know, so I ended up getting drafted by the, uh, the Running Rebels. The Running Rebels was my first Park League team. Okay, and this was in uh, what part of California? Uh, I'm, I'm from Sherman Oaks Sherman. Valley. Um, Van Nuys, you know, it's... You know, they, they switched the area. So, it was, you know, I guess at that time, Van Nuys. You know, Van Nuys. Also. Okay, so at this time, you had played a little bit. I played a little bit, part. but, you know, I, I didn't really, I wasn't really into the sport. There was no, I just did it because my friend was playing. And I think that's how most kids get yeah. into a sport. You know, you pick up soccer because all the other kids, you know, and you're great at playing soccer. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's 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 how it, it went down. Um, so, I, I mean, I didn't really grasp anything. You know, I was just, you know, I've. I watched it here and there, um, played junior high, and then I started getting a feel for it and, you know, started playing a lot of it, you know, just, you know, playing with this team, playing at the park all day long in the summer and actually started like, oh, I'm actually kind of good at this. Um, And then I don't know what happened, but my dad's team, was this elite team that they called themselves the Dream Team Bulls in Park League. So they were, like, fucking amazing. So this was, like, mid-'90s? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Second three-peat And they used to, the they Bulls. used to like, they, so his team used to just pick on me. You know, suck, coach's kid, you know, suck, you know, blah, blah, blah. So what I decided to do is I wanted to prove them motherfuckers wrong. <laughs> So I just started training. So what I used to do is get my little $6, $7, go to the Blockbuster at the time and buy the little, they had like jam session, you know, CDs or DVDs at the time. It was like jam session, all-star ankle breakers. And I used to buy those. And then I'll sit there, take this big ass notebook, and then I'll write all the moves like Kenny Smith, all right, in and out, crossover. You know, you know, so I'm just yeah, watching. Who else, who else Tim, were the guys on that team? It was like uh, Tim, it was Hardaway. Tim Hardaway. 
and then that's when I fell in love with Penny Hardaway. And then I was like, oh, I'm in love with Penny. Like, this is my dude. That's that's who I want to be. You know, like, it was a Kenny Anderson. It was like all those, you know, Derek Coleman, Grandmama. So I'm just writing all the moves that's being done, and then I go mimic them. And that, that's how I started learning how to play, watching that DVD, just watching the moves, like trying to learn how to do the moves. Like I'm doing it 100, 200, same fucking moves over and over. And then eventually I just started dominating my age group. Okay, so then on to high school. Um, on to high school, it was, I got, I got a rude awakening my freshman year. So my dad's team all went to the same school, which was Birmingham. So three of the five starters came from his, you know, it was on his team. So that was the reason they put me on the JV because, you know, he, you know, basically recruited, you know, three players to Birmingham High School. So that team was really dominant. Um, I was on a JV, didn't play. I was just a kid that was known, you know, got nice, got nice. But you sneakers. had to have skill to make the team. I was skilled. I was better than B's and C's, but wasn't good enough to play JV. Were you starting on the JV team? No, I didn't play. I didn't play much. Like, I think I played eight minutes the whole year. That was last game. And I had 11 points. And were the other kids bigger than you? Kind of bigger, faster, more? No. I, I was on a track team. So I was a track star mm-hmm. at the school. You know, I was the 400. I was their 400 runner. I was the, um, the anchor on the 400, the 4x4 four four relay. You know, so I was, I was very big in track there. And it was a, it was a big track school, too. Um, but I, I wasn't. I was just a goofy kid, you know, on the, on, the, on the basketball team, the one who played all the games. and Because I didn't take basketball serious because I was, you know, I was a track runner. Um, and then the coach at the end of the, the season said something that just kind of, <laughs> that kind of rubbed me the wrong Made way. Made an impression. Yeah. yeah. You know, but I got to thank him because, uh, his name is Al Bennett. Um, he said, you will never play on my varsity team. And it stung so bad because it's like, that's my dad's players. I'm, you know, it's. Did he tell you why? Or just, you I will sucked. never play? I suck. Yeah, but sometimes a kid knows. Oh, I suck. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay, I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't good. I was goofy. wasn't really good. Um, but but that feeling I felt of I would never play on your varsity team. Like never. Like never. Like how, how do you say never? Like so. Like when I'm a senior, I still won't make this fucking <laughs> still, team. Still no. You know, and that's what I'm thinking, and. Because I'm like, okay, they have a, a point guard. His name was Fahim. Oh, he was so nice. Like, he had that Tim Hardaway crossover. Like, it was like he had the, the burst and the speed. So, you know, some people are fast but not quick. He was fast and quick. So, when he crossed over, you was not – like, he was the first ankle breaker. Like, consistent ankle breaker that I've, I've ever seen. First like, person. he just – the first person that just consistently shook people up. You know, so I'm looking at him like, yeah, I'm not going to take his position anytime soon. <laughs> well, you went from that jam session tape seeing the Tim yeah, Hardaway. Yeah, Tim Hardaway. And then you see someone like yeah, live right just you, right. breaking people down. So you got him. You got like David Redman. You know, you had a guy named Kizzy. Like these guys basically tried to leave out of high school. Like they actually tried. Like so that's how good they were. You know, so when he said never – like, it really, like, hurt because, it, like, okay, I would never, I could never play. So, I'm, I'm, I spent the whole summer just training balls out. Like, my dad worked graveyard shift, you know, for UPS. So, he left at, like, you know, 12, 2 in the morning. I also woke up at 12, 2 in the morning, and I went across the street to the park. And I just worked on my skill, worked on my skill. So, I was at the park from midnight to 7, and then, like, in the summer. And then when school started, you know, I just, I go from... The park, take a shower, go to school, you know, and that's that. That was my routine. So, one of the coaches from Grant High School, named uh, Eric Brown, seen me and said, "Hey, where, where do you go to school?" And I said, "Oh, I go to um, Birmingham, um, and I'm trying to make the team next year." He was like, "I didn't see you this year." I was like, "Oh, I was on, I was on JV, <laughs> I was on JV, and I, I didn't play either. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't play, so yeah, you wouldn't see me." But where did he see you to see you play? At the park. The park. Okay. Yeah, he yeah, just seen me at the park. park just playing, you know. Um, he's like, um, well, 
you know, Grant High School, they're looking for, you know, um, a point guard. I was like, you're looking for a point guard on JV? He's like, no, You know varsity. what that is now? He was like, varsity. He was like, I was like, varsity? You think I can play varsity? He was like, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure you can play varsity. Come to the tryout. Came to the tryout and impressed the coach where he wanted me as a starting point guard. So I'm trying to convince my dad, like, yo, I should tr transfer because Grant High School said I'm going to be a starting point guard. So my dad was like, you sure? You, you sure this is what the coach said? And, and I'm like, yeah, no, the coach said I'm going to be a starting point guard. So I, I, I go, I, I play on the summer league team that summer. First game was against a kid named Isaiah Thomas. Played for Van Nuys. He Another was like, Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, he was the stud of, you know, the Valley, you know, especially in that position. Um, 22 points. Right. I scored 22 points, my first varsity experience. After the game, coach said, you're going to be an NBA player. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you were, like a month ago, you were told you were going to play I'm not going to make varsity an NBA player. Get the fuck out of here. He said, if you want to be an NBA player, you're going to be an NBA player. And I'm like, okay, this is a recruiting tool to get me to the school, but I'm <laughs> I'm already sold because I, I just scored 22 <laughs> points. So we we transfer. And um I've had a lot of luck on my side. A lot I, you know I you know like to to get to where I got you know as as much as I practiced and prepared luck. Because what do you mean by that as far as timing or timing, or timing, you know, my timing, my my path wasn't as difficult when I think about it. Like, so my, my first year I met Grant, our team was decent on paper going into the turn, going into the season, coach decided <clears throat> he was going to wreck the team up and make it my team. So he kicks the starting center off, he kicks the starting center off, said you're going to be a bad influence on him, kicks the two guard off. Bad influence. Gave the three guard, our, our small forward, an option. You can leave two and transfer, or you can say you, you played with an NBA player. <laughs> you know, Lozano, Lozano was like, eh, I, I just want to play basketball. Take options. Yeah, yeah, I just want to play basketball. I ain't got time to be, you know. So he kicks the two best players off, and then it's just my team. You know, so, you know, I got to do everything. So my first year uh, on varsity average, 22.5. And the only reason I averaged 22.5 is because we didn't have a shot clock. So when I played against my old team, Birmingham, they held the ball the whole time. They played four corners mm -hmm. and held the ball. You know, so after that season, my coach went to the board and said, there's a kid in Bell Jeff named Ruben Douglas, averaging 30. He has a shot clock. You got all these leagues with shot clocks. We have our first NBA player that's going to come from the Valley with a shot clock on. Remove the shot clock so he can blossom. And they did. <laughs> yeah, so there's that timing where they had to change things around. The, the timing of him you. kicking yeah, the players off. Before, the, right? Yeah, the kids, you know, the, the, the kids getting kicked off. And then, you know, they changing the shot clock. So And if you had stayed at Birmingham, I think maybe that's what the coach saw that you weren't patient enough or the type of player. I, that was I, I wasn't slow good. Things down. I, 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 okay. I, I, that's what I got to give him. I wasn't good. Okay, so I that motivated you. It motiv yeah, that's right. what I said. That motivated me to be. To work. To just to not have the feeling I felt that moment he told me that I'll never make the team. You know, that's what I said. I can't say that I was the star and he was, he was holding me down. Like, no, I wasn't good. Like compared to what he had. You know, I was good for my age, but I was not good for what he had. You know, so that that really woke me up. So I was a I was a Valley player. So my my experience was I wasn't a big AAU player. I was a Park League player. You know, I played in Park League, Adult League. You know, um, you know Balboa Park playing in Adult League with my dad. Um, Venice Beach on Saturday and Sunday, um, Pierce College with, you know, with the Jamie Foxes and, you know, all those guys on Monday, Wednesday, you know, you know, trying to get on and watching grownups play and watching, you know, how physical they were. And that's what I introduced myself into. 
So as a high school player, how did that help you playing against older guys and more physical? It, it, it helped me because, okay, as a Valley kid, we were considered soft compared to L.A. schools. You know, we wasn't that grimy type of basketball player. We were just soft white kid players. Now, which L.A. schools at the time? So the difference between in LA Every, any L.A. school. So Fairfax. Fairfax, Crenshaw, Dominguez. You know, those were the big schools. You know, I was I was a Valley kid. There was no players coming from the Valley. Nobody was looking at the Valley. Who were the top moment. L.A. players at the time? Um, in my see, I don't remember my age group, but you know, you have Baron Davis, Paul Pierce. Um, cause I used to, I used to go watch them. So, you know, you have, um, Crossroads, yeah, Paul Pierce, Inglewood. Yeah. Tayshaun Prince. Um, my age group was like Tito Maddox and then the out of state guys, you know, like when I started getting known, it was like the Carlos Boozers, the Mark Johnsons, the Sean Stevensons, you know, those guys that come in and that's when I got to really see talent, you know, because I wasn't playing locally. My local was at the park. So if you wasn't a Hispanic dude playing outside <laughs> with jeans on, I didn't know who the fuck you were. <laughs> I didn't know who the fuck you were, you know? So the only time I really seen talent is when I went to the pump tournament. And then, you know, like around my sophomore year, I got with the, you know, Dana and David Pump. Okay, so then when you were playing in those at those levels, when did it click for you that... I, I guess you probably were a bit uns, unsure of yourself at that point. You had something to prove. My, I got I to gotta think, you know, Howard Levine, my high school coach, because he really pushed me to the limit. And when I say pushed me to the limit was nutrition or a, a recess, 15-minute recess, I better be inside that gym getting shots up. 15 minutes, I had 15 minutes. I had to get to my class and to that gym and get at least 100 shots up in the 15 minutes, because we had a shooting machine. Lunchtime, boom. So what I used to do my sophomore and junior year, we used to play on the playground, you know, at lunchtime on a basketball court. It was actually a big thing. Like, it was because, you know, I had the big name, so it's like, oh, shit, they're playing, and it's free, you know, so the <laughs> basketball team. So, like, other little schools, like, other kids will come and play. So the whole school basically would be watching us play at lunch. By the time I got to my senior year, coach made us come inside you know but I had to shoot at nutrition or recess I had to shoot at lunch I had to shoot after school like after we had practice six period I had to shoot after school I had to shoot before school you know so he made sure that I was practicing and practicing and practicing but also did you have that that itch to where you were in class or you just couldn't wait for that next game or that next yeah I, I I I live I live walking distance from school. So I used to, I, you know, it's, I thought every part of it, I, I remember watching something that every part of what you do, you need to be training. So I used to dribble the ball, do my moves, going to school and back. Like, I remember um, <laughs> seeing Gabrielle Union, like, you know, later on, once I became an NBA player, she was like, do you know we used to be neighbors? And I said, what? She's like, we used to be neighbors, and you used to bounce that fucking ball <laughs> up and down the street, two in the morning, one in the morning, like, like what the fuck are like what what the fuck were you doing? Uh, I was like, I don't know. I was trying to get better. <laughs> I don't know. know what I was you know, because I was in the streets, just up and down, and I, so I guess that's how she remembered me from the kid just dribbling the ball up, <laughs> which was funny. That's ironic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? the yeah. But then also knowing you, you're a competitor. So mm -hmm. I guess at what point did you, I, I think where it clicked for you to where you're, you know, like everything you had a, a challenge and, you know, you were a leader for your team in high school and, you know, these other opportunities. It did. It did I mean, my, I mean, my junior year when I, when the white boy player, me, went into Crenshaw uh, Crenshaw High because we made the playoffs 16 seed against the one seed. And they, so the, the Crenshaw players, the L.A. kids, were calling you what? The white boy player. Uh -huh. Yeah, because yeah, one of my best friends growing up, Gary Looney, he's a Valley kid who went to Crenshaw. So he's telling them, because we grew up together, he's telling them, yo, he's about to mop you, motherfucker. So they're like, man, we ain't let no white boy player. We got the golden gloves. We got to lock his ass up. He ain't going to score 15. At this time, I'm averaging 30-something. Yeah, he ain't going to score 15. 
came out, the score is like 17-20. I got 17. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really, so that's where I actually made my name, like, known around California. Like, yo, the Valley Kid just put up 60-55 on Crenshaw in three quarters. And then that's when I started getting recognition that, you know, I got on a traveling team. Um, uh, top prospects went to Vegas, bust their ass, but had to go to summer school. You know, because at this point, it's like, oh, you know, college is going to start looking at you. You need to get your grades better. You know. So then on the travel team and getting out in these tournaments, were you getting looks at, at from other schools? A little bit because I wasn't in that circle like that. You know, that's what I said. I was a local kid. Um, but so my you were always going to stay in the Valley. Yeah, I was always, a, a, you know, that's what I said, schools. because, you know, these kids now are they're being seen at 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. You know, they're already known. I'm, I'm 15 years old, and I haven't really got outside. So what I did was I'll go to the pump tournament, you know, the, the pump and run tournaments, and if it's top 20 for the All-Star, I always made the All-Star. I was number 20, number 15, number 10. So I make the All-Star, never really played. <laughs> you know, so but I was good enough to make the All-Star. So I was always flying under the radar. Like, so my roommates was Dunleavy. <laughs> Michael Dunleavy was my roommate. All through high school, like whenever we always ask for each other. So I used to learn. Where was he from? He was from at that point. They were coming from Portland. They they, they were coming from Portland because I think his dad because I used to take yeah I used to, yeah I used to take his NBA socks. <laughs> yeah, those were cool to have. Back. And um, now you can get them at football. And Luke Rittenauer. Seattle. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those was my those, that's funny. Those were my two roommates. So I used to learn. I used to watch them and learn footwork and mechanics. You know, um, and also at this point, you're fine tuning the game. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just so right? I I was a I was I was a machine. I absorbed everything. I'm I'm looking at what made people better. What made and I tried to and I used to always keep a little paper and I write down. Okay, hesitation. That's that's what he's good at, and I put that into my game. You know, so from watching your peers or like peers not the opponents NBA jam session. Yeah, anymore. you know, I'm, I'm out of NBA jam session. So now it's peers opponents. Um, I never looked at a player as a, like, he sucked. You know, he's good at something. I want to know what it is, and I want to put it into my game. And that's how I started looking at basketball. And did, the, you, did that continue all, all the way through the NBA? Yeah, all, all the way. I've never, it, it never stopped. You know, so my senior year, I remember my biggest, my biggest test my high school year was a kid named Ruben Douglas. He was averaging like 36. He played at Bell Jeff. And my junior year, his senior year, he was averaging like 30, 32, 33. I'm at 29. Next person's 21. So we were we were above the crowd. But um, I was a point he was more of a two. And we we finally matched up in the Bell Jeff tournament. I hit a quadruple double on him. Like 46, 13, 10, and 12. It was one, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was one of those games. And Challenge I was, yeah, yeah. So it was like, oh, like Thanos got beat. You know, uh -huh. someone knocked Thanos <laughs> off. He's the new, you know, so I became like the new king yeah. of the valley, even though he still was the top dog. But I, I really just killed the top dog right. in everyone's mind. So, I became the dude, but there was always one dude, like even to this day, his name is Devin Montgomery. <laughs> like he's, he is the local hero because when we were little, you know, during that, that my development stage, his, his, uh, his, his AAU team was called the Cavs. And I played, I played for the pump and run at uh, North Hollywood, it was like the ARC. I played for the ARC. <laughs> it was the ARC Rich Kid League, you know. Uh, nobody's really good, you know. So the kid named Devin McGovern, every time we played him, they beat the shit out of us. So he always dominated, not necessarily me, but the team. Right. Like, I, I'm probably, I was probably 1 and 20 against his team. Right, they came in with a loaded squad. Yeah, oh, they also, were. you had, that probably gave you more touches. Yeah, yeah. but but because. So again, luck. That's but a good they're pressing the whole time, so I'm. You know, if I scored 25, it was one of those four for 50 type of games. It was, yeah, it was, it was never, it, I never played good, you know, because I had to work for every, which made me better. 
So what ended up happening is my name became top dog. The the, the kid got the king. The kids is like, nah, Devin's the top dog. I'm like, Devin? What do you mean? What do you mean? I'm not five six anymore, bro. I'm six four. I'm six four. Devin, Devin has Devin has no place to be in the same, you know, room with me anymore. We're not kids anymore. This ain't this ain't AAU basketball. This is high school basketball. I'm averaging 20 something. I'm player to, I'm 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 player of the year. <laughs> I don't know where David is. I'm first team everything. <laughs> I'm I'm so what ends up happening, it was so much ruckus about Devin that they had to do a, a war on the floor. It was a thing called war on the floor. Where they had a three-point contest to see who's the best three-point shooter in, in the valley. Dunk contest, one-on-one contest. Where was this? This was at I think it was at Chasworth High School. Okay. Um, so all the top dunkers, all the top. I took the three-point shooting contest home. <laughs> check. Yeah, check, check that off. I didn't enter the dunk contest because there was a kid uh, named Mike out of Calabasas uh-huh. who jumped out the yeah. gym. White boy. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. White Jump, Mike. Yeah, yeah, white Mike. All jumped right. out the hockey gym. Uh-huh. He took home the dunk contest. And in the championship, the focal point is on me and Devin. Uh-huh. We ended up in the championship together. And just like I told everybody, he's still five seven now. <laughs> like I'm a big boy, so I just bodied I just bodied him, took home the one on one, and then from there we went into our senior years, and it was just a whole another level of basketball. Okay, so senior year, um, you already you came in. That was clearly your team. You had established yourself as you know a top dog, top player. Mm-hmm. You said. So now colleges are coming around, right? You get looks that way. Yeah, okay. So um, because I wasn't exposed to all these AAU tournaments, I only really had CSUN looking at me. So CSUN was, was – there was a, a scout there who was looking at me and coming to every game and all this. Um, CSUN, Cal State Northridge. Cal, Cal State Northridge. Well, this is like my junior year he was coming in. And then he says, yo, I'm getting a job at Kansas State. You're gonna be my recruit. I was like, oh shit, Kansas State—that's a, that's a big school. Like, oh shit, hell yeah! So Kansas State was like first on board. You know, that was really where I was going. Kansas State. You hadn't um, visited yet, though. I didn't visit. Uh, yeah, I wasn't visiting. Yeah, go, go see Kansas and then first. The Paul came in. Um, they came in really, really heavy. Who was the coach there at that time? Dave Pat Lido? Kennedy. Oh, okay. So Pat Kennedy came in, and then the third. Third school was UCLA, I mean, not UCLA, but um, Arizona. But USC was, they did their job. I mean, Mike Bibby, (laughs) Henry Bibby, Henry Bibby, Henry Bibby, he was sending probably 100 letters a week. He He was sending 100 letters a week. But there was something in me that I was raised by my father. You know, like, which is rare. I wasn't raised by my mom. I was raised by my father. So I couldn't understand that him and his son didn't have a relationship. I I couldn't understand it. So I didn't really look at that team as really, you know, it was just something just, I just I mean, his relationship with his son, which is a, it's whole own story. Yeah, but but that's what I said. As a coach, it shouldn't matter. I know, but to me as a kid, I, you know, it's like, oh, you're, wait, why does your son play? Why does your son go to Arizona, not, not your school? And that was that was my question. And then you know he, he he goes to the spill, and it's like, um, like if your son doesn't play for you, you must not be that good of a coach. You know, it was I don't know what I was thinking, but I, I mean I didn't take them serious. So it was like Kansas State, DePaul, and then Arizona came to see me. Had the worst game. Oh, we playing against we're playing against Silmar, which was a one of the uh like it was a it was a rival team. Like it was <laughs> at that time they had a bunch of niggas on the team. <laughs> they did. <laughs> so they had to, it was a goon squad. So it was like one of those games where that whole team was basically just trying to shut me down. So, you know, I it was I had that I had to come to play. It wasn't that And you were up against that kind of matchup a, a lot. No, no, no. No, they not, weren't shutting you down on no. this team that was That that you. team was I mean, they were they were the dominant team in in the valley. You know, they were the dominant. They had the most athletic kids, the most skilled kids. So, 
other than that, I just I just ran through them. I mean, Harvard Westlake was good. They had the two twins, but I didn't. Uh, Collins. Collins, but I didn't play against. I didn't play. I, I wasn't in their league. So Silmar, we played against Silmar. Had a bad outing in front of you know Ludolson. Um and then I remember after the game, I said, "Man, man, I'm I'm, I'm sorry. Um, I'll score 55. I'll score 50 the next game. <laughs> Hit 55 next game. <laughs> Was he at that game? No. <laughs> what did he say to you? If you you, uh, you so said when, you were sorry, when, I mean, I'm when sure it when it came advice. to my when it came to my visit, it was they came to the house, and it was the honesty that that intrigued me. He said, "I don't know who you are, never seen you person. Um, my coach Rodney Tension um, is very high on you. I've seen highlights, you know, on a plane here. You're my you're the type of guard we want." You're our third option. I'll be be honest with you. Um, we have a kid named Jimmy Haywood and um, Kevin Gaines, another kid out of Vegas. He was about six six five, six six. He ended up playing with Jamal Crawford over in Michigan. It was, the, it was they were the one and the two, and he said those are our, you know our they're in front of you. I was like okay. He said, but you know if you can consider us, if those two guys does it, you know I'm about championships, and then. Slammed his uh, ring against my, the coffee table, uh-huh. which was glass. Oh shit, he broke it. That's <laughs> 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 what I'm thinking. But yeah, that's the Pat Riley yeah. move. And then, the and then, now. and then, when he when he left, I was like, "That I I, I, I think I want to go there." He's like, what do you mean? He just told you <laughs> that one, your third option. Two, they already have the player of the um, the nation, J- um, Jason Gardner, coming at the one. They got Lou Recker, uh, who's at the the two three, who was at Indiana, who's coming. They have another guard, JUCO runner up of the year, Lamont Frazier. He's coming. He said Kansas State said they're gonna give you a thousand thousand minutes as a freshman. So what the fuck does that mean? What is a thousand minutes as a freshman? I don't, I, I don't, I, I don't know what that means. And then he said, and then you need to go uh, to your recruiting trip to DePaul first. I was like, okay, I'll go to DePaul first, and then I want to go check out Arizona. So the week I was going to DePaul, Pat, Pat Kennedy's mother died, so they had to cancel my, my visit. So I called Arizona and said, if no one's, coming to, no one's coming this week, I would love to try my visit. Went there, had a blast. Got home, told my dad, that's where I'm going. <laughs> that's where so I'm it going. started with honesty. Yeah, it started with honesty. Rank, and then I it mean, was the visit that sealed it. I think at that point that I was defying all the odds that people put in front of me, that the fact that you're t- you, you tell me that you're going to redshirt me and I'm going to be a six-year senior didn't sit well with me. So I was going there just to prove you wrong. Yeah, and I think th- all those names that you threw out there, those elite-level players, you're thinking – I want to measure myself up against the best. Yeah, that was one. That that was one. That was one. But deep down inside, like I told my dad, well, if Ruben Douglas is the starting two guard and he averaged 12 in college and I bust his ass in high school, I think I'm going to be all right. He said, yeah, you just played high school basketball last year and he played college. He's not the same Ruben. And I said, well, I'm not the same me either. <laughs> you know, so I, I go to school and then I go to my class and say, I have two options, <laughs> Kansas State or Arizona. <laughs> All went Arizona. So I was like, oh, Arizona it is. I mean, also Arizona, I think, was more attractive. Yeah, it was more time. attractive. I mean, you know, it's in hindsight, I mean, it was it was one of those things where I think I chose Arizona because of the name, the prestige. It, it, you know, like, like, you know, telling my friends, but that's what I said, telling my friends, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm going to Arizona. I mean, I'm going to, you know, Kansas State. What? Kansas State? Where the fuck is that at? That's not Kansas, you know, Kansas, Kansas, you know, Kansas State. So, but to say, yo, yeah, I'm, I'm going to Arizona next year. Uh, yeah, that was cool. Wait, and cool. I did it. I did it. I went to. I remember going to Venice Beach. <laughs> I remember going to Venice Beach, talking trash to this dude, 
giving him buckets. He's flying through the air. And he says something like, gang, get your punk ass off. And I was like, man, I ain't worrying about this shit, man. I'm going to Arizona next year. <laughs> and dude, like, literally laughed in my face. Arizona? Lute Olsen? <laughs> Lute Olsen ain't picking no bum-ass player like you. Get the fuck off the court. Arizona, get the fuck off that. Like, like really shushed me. Like, and it really like, like, damn, are they that fucking good? Like, right. Yeah, and then what are you thinking about yourself? Like, like, like he really like, like, like literally like, put me, like, cause I was a, I'm a shit talker on the court. I was a shit talker. Yeah, he and, and he was the, like, he was the Venice Beach legend. And I mean, he was, his name was Cindy. I forgot his last name, but like, uh, yeah, like the a, Wesley Snipes. Yeah, he was can't jump. Four, yeah, he was literally built just like six, six, 48 inch vertical. I mean, he's <laughs> he was Michael Jordan, okay. you know, so him basically shutting me up. I, I went back to the lab, said I might not be ready. I need to get ready. So I was doing five miles a day. Like I was really getting myself ready to enter college basketball. How much did track help you? For basketball, I, I mean, it, it just helped me with speed and my first step. Conditioning, nothing. I mean, to, to get in basketball condition, you got to play basketball. Um, but just the endurance of, you know, putting my body through running and running and running and not giving up. It's the athleticism. And, and, you know, the competition, you know, that I'm, I'm literally trying to beat the next person. You know, and it's... it's I have 200 meters, 10 meters, five meters. I mean, you know, so it, it was really, it really helped me with competition, focus, and keeping that focus every minute, every step of the way. And then I think that, that mentally helped me for basketball. Who uh, was your visit host? My visit, <laughs> my visit host was Richard Jefferson and go. Luke Walton. Which is probably the, the two worst hosts in, hosted, <laughs> in hostess history. I mean, usually you're trying to get a guy to come to your school. Right. Not them. Like, they, they want to, you know, Richard <laughs> Jefferson, they want to bring you here? Oh, man, I guess this program is going to shit. Like, that's how he <laughs> sounds. That's what he's telling. Like, yo, you, you, no, we don't want you. We, no, we really don't want you here. Like no, there's better there's better options for Meanwhile, us. Meanwhile, you were expecting Yeah, you were expecting like, oh yeah, where the girls at? Give me like <laughs> about to get laid. You know? No, it was the opposite. Like, yo, like, no, we don't we really don't want you. Like it's like, yeah, yeah, where y'all at? I'm in the hotel. No, we told you we don't want you, so we're not actually picking you up, bro. <laughs> like, like no, no, literally. They just <laughs> they left me in the hotel. The whole time. <laughs> and then I like I end up getting to the gym where they were playing pickup and then played well. And then I was like, okay, this is where I want to come. But I, I I when I got to Arizona, I had one mission. I, I I'll be honest, it had nothing to do with school. You know, I, if I'm gonna be a six year senior, I I have enough time to fucking go to class. You know, but I had six years in my mind to become the best player that I can possibly be. So I, I, I trained nonstop. You know, uh, we had, uh, he was a player coach, Josh Pashner, um, you know, who was a workaholic too. So he was my rebounding coach, him and a kid named Murphy. And I'll call them two in the morning, three in the morning, and we used to get shots up. And when I didn't have him, I used to do this thing when I was growing up. I put a, I used to tape, I used to tape my my palm, so I etch my my fingers out, and tape the print to my hat. And I I, I did it here, uh-huh. and I used to tape the tape it to my. My hat, so there's always a hand, in, a hand in my face. There we go. And I used to shoot like this, so I'm always used to someone's hand in my face, so it became regular. Who's the coach that showed you that? Uh, Dave Hopla. I seen, I seen a, 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 a shooting clinic when I was at the pump 
camp one year, and Dave Hopla, you know, uh, did that. And I was like, yo, that's the coolest thing I ever seen. So I, all my hats had that. And I didn't wear a hat without a hand in my face. So I used to, I used to just train, you know, shooting with a hand in my face growing up. So I, you know, when I got to college, got my hat, went to the, um, the rec center, you know, and all the kids from like the junior college, Pima, um, um, and like any junior college or just, you know, student athletes used to go there and I used to be there all day just playing, just working on my game, you know, just nonstop. You know, I, I rarely played with the team because, you know, I was, I, I was the oddball. You know, I was the, you know, I, I was, I didn't have the big name. I wasn't player of the year. Was that because you were the where you played in the Valley, California coming from? Yeah, because I wasn't, I, re- I wasn't recognized. You know, Jason Garner, player of the year, McDonald's All-American. Um, Richard Jefferson, McDonald's All-American. Um, Michael Wright, McDonald's All-American. Lauren Woods, McDonald's All-American. You know, so all these guys are McDonald's All-American. So, so they're really, they're, they're really the shit. You know? And you came from this homegrown environment where you weren't part of that circuit, that L.A. circuit where, you know, the big time. No, and that's what I said. I wasn't, like, my senior year, averaging, damn, 38 a game, I was ranked exactly 100. I was, I was, and that was big for me. Like, fuck, <laughs> I made 100. <laughs> then all these guys. So, you know, so, you know. Top five, top ten. So when I got the, when I got to college, you know how I said that it just somehow opens up for me. Like, like I don't want you know I don't want people to think that that dreams come. Eat. I put the work in. Like I, I'm t- I'm waking up six in the morning, running five miles a day. Like I will run five miles a day, and then we'll have team practice two hours later where we had to run five miles, and I'm first every time. I'm first. I'm first by fucking twenty minutes every time. And I had a, a walk-on by name of Mike Shortley, who, for some reason, decided he wanted to push me. We, weird. His father played in the NBA, and I guess he seen something in me where he was going to push me. He only challenged me. And he said, hey, I know you're going to be first. I'm going to keep trying to beat you. Like what it's a little mean? bit of that luck you're talking like, about. Like what do you mean? What do you mean? Like yeah, what do you mean me? Like why are you picking right. on me? Like I'm I'm nobody. He says no. I was here this morning watching you run five miles. So this is going to be your second five mile of the day. I'm going to challenge you, and I'm going to be on your heels. I don't give a shit if you're five minutes in front of me, ten minutes in front of me. I'm going to be behind you. So he saw something in you. Yeah. And sure enough, <laughs> I, it's like I always heard his foot. He can be, like, I can be one lap in front of him, and he is still talking. Don't worry, I'm going to catch up. And he just made, he just forced me, especially condition-wise, to always keep going. Like, I got to, I never thanked him for it, but he was my guy. <laughs> he was my guy that pushed me on my heels, you know, when it came to conditioning. And then when it came to shooting and working out, it's just I didn't need I didn't need coaches, you know I didn't need you know I was self I was self going, you know I didn't need you know all these new trainers teaching me these moves. It's like I can I can put up a thousand shots just spinning that ball to myself working on my shit. But how did that work when you were working yourself into the program, playing for Luke? You know uh, Josh Pashner and and and, uh, and Murphy that. You know, when I needed a rebound, you know, I'm practicing. So they used to tell the coach, like, hey, listen, uh, Gilbert is really good. He's really working. He's really, he, he's a hidden gem. And what was funny is, I remember I was at Jordan camp the, before my senior year, and Ludolson came out and said, oh, no, 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 Jordan said that, this kid is not going to be redshirted. Uh, Lou Dawson has a hidden gym here. Like Jordan said that. Like, to Lou? Yeah. You have a hidden gym. Uh-huh. He's not. I, he, he was just here and he tore the camp apart. 
right, pick so games. you were a counselor at his camp. Yeah, was I was counselor Santa going Parker. up to my senior Yeah. So, and all the other counselors. Are yeah, like Jason them. Williams was there. Young Amari Stoudemire was there. Like, um, Amari was a high school kid. Yeah, high school kid. Yeah, he was a high school, like, you know, he was, he was a, like, sophomore. Um, DeWan Wagner came through. Um, yeah, Darius Miles, Quentin Richardson. You like, you had like players coming through, and I was killing, you know. Right, so, because at that camp, after they do all the camp stuff, they yeah, the they we, we, we coaches, play yeah, each other, yeah, we right? play each other, and MJ plays, yeah. So, you know, when I got to Arizona, you know, that you know, those two guys was like, yo, he's he's putting the work in, and I was a terrorist in, in college. <laughs> You know, I still golf carts and all that stuff. I didn't, you know, I didn't. As a freshman? Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, okay. I was doing that. And I remember Coach Ross <laughs> pulled me over one day and said, who the fuck do you think you are? You, this, you, you're one person. You're, you're destroying the Arizona name by your little fucking antics. <laughs> my my, my, my uh, freshman year, I had an 0.2. Uh, okay. 0.2, yeah. I didn't go to class. Focused on basketball. I was focused. Like, sure. like. It, like, I was focused on basketball. Like, I spent 99.9% of my college time in a gym. And, like, as much as Coach Lute Olsen wanted to, like, discipline me, it was hard to because it's like, well, I, I can't say he's running around in the cafeteria. He's here. He's, it's hard to be mad at that. Yeah, and, and that was coach. the, I think that was the, the, the double-edged sword is like, well, Gilbert's not in class. What do you mean he's not in class? And then he looks down like, oh, there he is. Like, oh, yeah, he's, he's, he's kind of working hard, too. <laughs> you know, so, you know, so it was one of those things where I spent my time in that arena working on my game. So when official practice came in, when there was a time for the coaching staff to get a hold of the players and let's get to practice – I wasn't the same player that re they recruited. Like, I, I wasn't the same player anymore. I was developed far beyond what they thought. So when we got to practice, remember, I have no rules on me. I'm not, I don't technically, for this team, I don't even exist. But what I did have was a roommate who was the starting point guard. Like, he already got the job. Like He was the starting point guard, and I was his roommate. And he felt I was the best player on the team in his mind. Like, oh. So did he feel threatened by that? No, because I wasn't going for his position. I was a two guard. Mm -hmm. But, like, he knows my talent. I guess not threatened by his position, but also his role on the team. No. As, mm -mm. as his team. Like, I, he he's seen what I was capable of. So when coaching, with, with, so Ludosin didn't have, he didn't start off as a starting five in the backup. It was basically our my my point guard Jason Gardner and Mark, uh, Lamont Frazier. You guys are captains, backup point guard. Pick your pick your team, and that's going to be your team. First pick, I got Gilbert. Okay, coach is like, oh, that's that's interesting pick. Your first person you pick is Gilbert, and then you know, <laughs> like you would think Lauren Woods, Michael Wright. So I end up my team was basically I got Jason Richard uh, Jason Gardner. And Luke Walton. I'm the only scorer, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so I got the, so I'm not, the, they're just feeding me the ball. But is that a bit of their strategy too? They, the coaches want to see what players, as far as chemistry goes, what players they want, who wants to play with each other. Yeah. I, I don't know what their strategy was, that. but it worked in my, my favor. Well, yeah, that was, well, it was a great highlight on you. Like yeah. You shine, I, I, but I'm I, thinking as a coach, you're going to want to see what players gel with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I mean, I guess that, you know, that you put it into your players' hands and see what they're they're looking at, you know. So, you know, we start practice. I'm I'm dominating practice. Like, I'm really ahead of the team. Who is guarding you? Ruben Douglas. Okay. Now I'm, I mean, I was always faster, but now I'm faster, just as strong. He was like... He was a tween, like, he wasn't athletic, but he had a, he was like a, he was like a Clay Thompson type. He had a flame on him, like 6'6". Six, six, he had, I mean, he literally had a flame, but I shot the ball just as well, you know, but I was an all-around scorer. 
So, you know, I had the mid-range jumping ability, you know, so... With moves, with yeah. creativity. So, you know, I was a, you know, I was a one-on-one player. Even though he was a one-on-one player, but, you know, with my speed, get to the basket, I had a, I just had a knack for scoring. You know, our battling, you know, and I, I was just one step, two step, three steps in front of him. So I remember we had the red and blue game. And coach said, all right, the best five from the red and blue game in their position will be starting our first scrimmage. Like, like starting, like they didn't have it. Not rich. Like I have a like, like I'm not even thinking about redshirt anymore. Like, no, you just gave me a chance to win a starting position for a first preseason game. Hey, Jason. Yeah, <laughs> just give, give me the rock. We won a game. <laughs> like I didn't even have to like. I didn't have to say it. He already seen that look. Like I went in from I went from goofball to straight terminator. So Red that's and blue game. Where it clicked. Yeah. We blew their asses out. I had like 38 and 7. Got a standing ovation. That's where a little kid wrote. He had it scratched off. Gilbert Arenas scratched that shit off and wrote zero to hero. And that's where I became zero to hero. Zero to hero. He scratched he scratched my name off and wrote it right there. And when I walked off, it was like zero to hero. He's like, you're my favorite player. So now you had an identity. Now I had an identity. First, that first, the, the, the first, we, we played against like some pump running, some pump, it was like a pump team. And we played against them in our first scrimmage game. And Ruben Douglas didn't show up. Didn't show up. Didn't, didn't show up. And I'm like, you know, the players didn't know what happened. We go in, we go, we play. I scored like 20. And then uh, coach came in and said, I want to let you guys know that uh, Ruben decided um, he's going to transfer. He doesn't want to split time with a freshman. And I'm sitting there like. All eyes turn to you. Like, like I'm sitting like, <laughs> wait. So I'm like, I'm like, Jason, so I start? I'm an official starter? Oh, shit. Yo, I'm a starter. Like, like I'm really like, yo, I'm a starter. Like, yo, that's, yo, I'm a starter. Like, I call my dad. Like, yo, dad, I'm starting. Like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, no, no, no. Ruben quit. Like, he quit. Like, he, he's going to transfer. He quit. Same time after Ludoson tells us Ruben quit. Lou Recker stands up and says, um, the fact that a, a freshman just took a sophomore spot, he's going to be here. I mean, from what the looks I looked at, two, three years, Richard Jefferson, two, three years. I'm trying to make it to the NBA. I'm not going to make it to the NBA standing behind these two. I'm going to transfer to and he tra- like he transferred in to transfer to Iowa. So I had no competition. Also for the coaches, though, that now swung the identity of this team. Not really. Not really. It, it, it took away, like, we were basic. I mean, the way that team was built, we were basically like, we were like a golden state, damn near. I mean, you, you're talking about, after those, we had the most talent. The start of that season, like without me, without me even shining, we had four All Americans, f- five Luke Wrecker. We had five All Americans, Juco runner up All American. I mean, we had a stacked fucking team. Right. So now you take the change the makeup of that team, you take those players away. No, I mean, you, but you took away, you, you took away the shooting guard, insert me in, and then you take away Luke Wrecker, who wasn't going to play until the following year. He had to sit out a year. Um, we go into the NIT tournament. You got, <laughs> you got four starting All Americans, and then him. <laughs> <laughs> so I was a, I was a redheaded stepchild going into the going into NIT tournament, and <laughs> I win. Ni I went uh, NIT most valuable player. 
I heard Dick Vitale say, diaper dandy, right? He says diaper dandy, and then he says another name. <laughs> we have Joseph Forte, another diaper dandy out of North Carolina, just one. We have two freshman winners of NIT. Like, so the joy I just had for when I, I NIT straight went to, who the fuck is Joseph Forte? Oh, so I got competition out there. <laughs> like, so, like my mind, it didn't, I can only see what was around me. I didn't understand that, oh, there's other people in this world. Like, I, 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 my mind does, like. Well, I think that's common for high school kids, too, that they just, they know like, your area, yeah, L.A. I know, I know my area, so, like. Arizona, in reality, wasn't really that far away. Still, No, West I, was, I was local. Right. I mean, I stayed local. So, I didn't, like, the only time I seen players is when they came to, you know, California and all this. Like, I sure. went to ABCD camp, but I got hurt. So, I didn't really, you know, get to mingle with anybody. Uh, but when I heard Joseph Forte. Like, we both freshmen won the MVP? Oh, that's my competition now. Oh, yeah, I'm going to focus on that motherfucker now. Like, because that's that was my first rival that, that I didn't know. I didn't know nothing about him. I didn't know where he came from. Then, you know, I just, anytime games played, I looked at his stat sheet <laughs> to see what he's doing. Like, you know, DeMar, you know, DeMar Johnson was number one player in my class growing up. He was at Cincinnati. I didn't pay attention to him because he was out of my league already. He was he was like the Jordan of our class. So right. I didn't, you know, I, I, I'm not looking that far up. <laughs> oh, oh, so he was a few rungs higher on the ladder. Yeah, he was Forte. he was all the way on the ladder. You know, it was like so Forte was next guy up. No, to me because you got to remember, there's no future NBA. That that got to remember. I'm going from red shirting, six year senior, somehow just got the starting position. So there was no NBA thought process. Well, that Demar John Mike told you that you were an NBA guy. No, he said it, I like was in a high gym. school. You were told you were an NBA by guy. my coach. Sure. He's, that was a recruiting. That was okay. that was recruiting. <laughs> but you know, like so, my 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 freshman year, there was no thought of NBA. So when I looked at Demar Johnson, oh, he's an NBA player, so he don't count. <laughs> he doesn't count. Get the fuck out of here. I don't. I don't. You know. So you know. But Joseph Forte, I don't know what he is, but. Dick Vitale said diaper dandy with him. That's my nemesis. You know, so I used to, and my trainer, uh, her name is Carla. She was an um, Olympian shot putter. Anytime she felt I was not in the mood to do anything, she said, so do you think Joseph Forte is over in, you know, North Carolina, you know, pouting? It's like Rocky and Drago. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> I didn't know nothing about it. Like, it was, it was like, it was like a self like, I just appointed him that he was going to be my rival. Right. Like, I didn't know him, never talked to him, never even played against him. Did he know you were No, that's what I said. Never, no. Rivals? Right. no, that's what I said. It was just someone I decided that was going to be my rival because we both got called diaper dandies by the Sabres. <laughs> so I go through my freshman year, second leading scorer on the team behind Michael Wright. So he averaged 15.4, averaged 15.2. Um, end of the meeting... Uh, the end of our, the end of that season, we end up getting hurt towards the end of the year, where we limped into the the the, the, uh, tournament. the tournament where we got put out by Wisconsin. Um, but we were like we were a dominant team. You know, it was used, it was Cincinnati with Kenya Martin. We thought we were better than them. Like we really thought we was like, fuck Cincinnati, we'll whoop their ass. We're more talented, and <clears throat> we end up getting a highlight tape. <laughs> of what they did, you know. So we 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 seen the clotheslines by Kenya Martin, the Tomahawk <laughs> dunks by Kenya Martin. You know, you had um, Kenny. <laughs> they, uh, they had another big on that team. No, they had Kenya Martin. They had Kenya Martin, uh, the guard Kenny. Um, they had Demar uh, Johnson, and then a kid named Logan. The point guard Logan, and they were whooping so they were whooping ass to the point where we was like, oh yeah, they're gonna be number one. We, we're good at two. We we're good at two. I don't think we're we're not ready for that kind of. We were prima donnas. <laughs> we're not we're not ready for that. So after my after my my freshman year, 
sitting with Coach Ludosa, he was like, I don't expect you to – and this was, was this was the first the first reality of NBA was from Ludosa. He said, I don't expect you to be here after next year. And I said, excuse me, what? He said, I don't expect you to be – I'm like, oh, this – my grades, <laughs> like I'm over. Like, oh, my grade. No, like coach, I'm going to summer school. I'm gonna get my grades up. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I'm gonna get my grades up. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm trust me. I'm gonna be eligible. You know, <laughs> I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm really smart. I just didn't. I just thought basketball was more important. <laughs> he was like, no, no. I think you're gonna be. You're, my, you're better than Mike Bibby is. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm better than Mike Bibby was his freshman, his freshman year. No, no. He said, no, no. I think you're better than Mike Bibby right now, NBA Mike Bibby. So, like, Bibby in NBA, he was the number 10 pick. You think I'm better than him right now? He's like, yeah, so I'm going to be I'm gonna be recruiting another two guard to replace you at the next season. And I was like, and my coach thinks I can, I can make it to the NBA. Oh my God! That whole summer, I trained like a mad demon. She has talked to me, and me has talked to she. What the day is coming that we must meet personally. She has talked to me, and me has talked to she. What the day is coming that we must meet personally. She has talked to me, and me has talked to she. What the day is coming that we must meet personally. She has talked to me, and me has talked to she. What the day is coming that we must meet.